Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw News Brief. We're going to try to keep this one brief today. Before we get started tonight, our Rampage Live Watch Along, followed by a recap of SmackDown and Rampage. Should be a lot of fun. And of course, tomorrow, it's Triple Mania Day. Time to celebrate. And we're going to do so by joining uh, Kayla and Alex from the Church of Joshi for the very first Church of Friendos Live stream at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. I believe Triple Mania starts at 6 p.m. Pacific, that's 9 p.m. Eastern. Yes. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's the deal. Uh, we'll have the link available for people to watch along with us. It's going to be a second screen thing, so be sure to check it out. should be a lot of fun. We're going to drop some Church of Friendos merch on you guys, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, before we get started, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the like button. Uh, that'd be much appreciated by Stephen Larson. Uh, speaking of Larson, what's in the news, Larson? Oh, the news. Okay, wow. Uh, so uh, in this week's Wrestling Observer newsletter, uh, Dave Meltzer has some more details about the shocking NXT releases Ooh. that happened Ooh. a week ago today and what led to them. Uh, so this is the, the scenario, the scene Meltzer paints. Yeah. He describes a power struggle within WWE where there's a couple competing factions. You got those who fear for their status and position within the company should Triple H, kind of as expect, expected, succeed vince uh as you know the uh, ceo ceo uh, uh head booker of wwe it's probably more he probably be handling the creative aspect yeah the, the yeah it the, the it seemed to set up the idea that nick khan would be handling the business end of things business side seemingly already is and triple yeah. h would be in charge creative. of what wrestling is going to look like in wwe exactly exactly and so of course the other faction who uh, would be those who are team hunter so Meltzer notes that while Triple H was once thought untouchable within Titan Towers, uh, those who were looking to knock him down a peg found some ammunition after NXT lost the Wednesday Night Wars. As Meltzer puts it, quote, the idea is he was in control and in a fight and his vision for the product failed to attract younger viewers, adding that NXT ended up being, quote, the oldest skewing wrestling show among the major national shows, which I remember that kind of playing out in the demos. And I could never really wrap my head around why that would be. Meltzer, Meltzer does attribute it to, he believes that it's simply because of AEW that basically they took the younger audience for that period of time. I'm not sure what the, uh, 
I mean, has NXT's demo st- skewed younger since it's been on Tuesdays? That's what I was going to ask. I think since noticed. it's on Tuesdays, it would it would they would you know recoup some of the yeah the uh, the younger viewers they lost. But if it, that hasn't happened, that would be interesting. Anyways, Melser sources uh, noted quote how toxic the situation became because it was more of a power grab and people looking out for their own futures and considering the talent as pawns in this deal. Uh, Melser adds that while NXT was founded to serve as developmental promotion for WB end up largely being filled with smaller wrestlers, at least in Vince's eyes, smaller wrestlers, wrestlers say maybe below six feet tall, uh, from the independent ranks who Vince didn't believe could eventually become main roster stars. And apparently that change in attitude or that attitude now uh, led to last week releases and the apparent shift towards signing uh, larger talent uh, going forward. Uh, Meltzer points out that Vince... Uh, quote, decided against Bronson Reed after his tryout match and that McMahon felt that, quote, if he's not going to be on the main roster, what is the point of keeping him? And that was the rationale that was apparently applied when deciding the rest of last week's releases. Uh, Meltzer also mentions that this behind-the-scenes toxicity was to blame for the lackluster main roster debut of Karrion Cross, who has lost twice thus far on main while being the undefeated NXT champ, as well as Dakota Kai, who is set to challenge Raquel Gonzalez for the women's title at takeover 36. She took an L to Aaliyah on main event. And once again, Melser reiterates that neither Triple H nor Shawn Michaels were consulted prior to the releases and adds that, quote, they weren't even aware of them until after Laura Nidus started calling the talent. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty messed up. It's uh, you've often uh, referenced the show Succession when yeah. when talking about this, and this sort of lends even more to that idea. It seems like Vince McMahon is just sort of sitting back and letting these factions play out, and uh, and he does things. I wonder. You you have to wonder if I always felt that to a degree after the initial promotional push, which is when we saw NXT have a really mm-hmm. strong showing at Survivor Series, I feel that NXT was a bit on the handcuffed side. You had things like Charlotte Flair challenging Rhea Ripley for the NXT title and then winning it and 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 basically big-leaguing NXT. Like They didn't have anybody from NXT pin Charlotte to get that title back in the promotion properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I I feel like there is all sorts of of ways that NXT and I wonder I you have to wonder if any of that was from this sort of anti Triple H faction that are concerned for their jobs once Vince is gone. I mean, you got to look at guys like Bruce Prichard, um, you know, and and people of his ilk. You would think as guys who might be concerned for their jobs once Triple H is in power, if that's the situation. Mm-hmm. You also mm-hmm. have to wonder if Triple H being in power after Vince is gone is still part of the plan or if there even is a plan. I mean, is a plan at this point. Yeah. I mean, dude, I don't even know. I mean, I understand that, you know, as a couple of years ago when Triple H did his global localization thing, that was obviously, you know, a look at, you know, what they what they had probably wanted for the future. And Vince seemed to go along with it. And at that point between, you know, keeping talent from AEW and stockpiling for a global plan. You know, that's obviously the reason why they started stockpiling talent. Meltzer lays a lot of that at the feet of Triple H in this write-up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so when you talk about WWE hoarding talent, you can't just point at Vince. Seemingly, it was a Triple H thing as well. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a sad state of affairs. 
who knows how this is all going to play out. I'm pessimistic that Vince, I, I think one of two things is going to happen. Either Vince is going to hold on for a very long time. I, I, I mentioned this quite a bit. If I'm not mistaken, his mom is still alive and she's yeah. like a hundred or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Vince McMahon is in, in ridiculously good shape. Um, You might consider his version of wrestling to be outdated. I kind of do. Um, but Same. given that it, it's, it's, it's procured him billions of dollars. Uh, it's hard to think that he's going to step away from that. Um, at least on the creative end, it seems like he's letting Nick Khan do whatever he wants on the business end of things. Either they're going to sell the company when the next round of TV deals comes up in three years or Vince McMahon, or they're not. And Vince McMahon is just going to stay. I don't, I just don't know if he's ever going to step down from that aspect. Of yeah. Things, you know, well, no, I think, I think, you know, as long as we've been doing this show, we've always kind of assumed the situation would be is that Vince, we didn't necessarily see an instance where Vince would willingly step down. Yeah. You know, either be, uh, either his health would, 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 uh, you know, because of health reasons, you'd have to step down Yeah, or, you know, something would happen Yeah, on the business side of things where he essentially forced out, but uh, like no instance I could foresee where he would just like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just don't see it happen. He's, yeah. he's, he's a notorious workaholic. Mm -hmm. He doesn't sleep. He seems to have one interest in life, mm -hmm. and that's WWE. Well, yeah. lifting weights in WWE. Lifting weights, ACDC. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, he's a huge ACDC fan. Yeah. Well, I think the um, one song. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, it's interesting. You know, I guess they they look at NXT as what it became, not developmental anymore, but essentially WWE's version of independent wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, and then saw that that lost out to AEW, which was you know, like if you split essentially PWG in half, mm -hmm. get NXT on one side, and then you get AEW on the other. Yeah, AEW won that battle. Yeah, they did. Um, well, yeah, it's 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 combining it's combining the best aspects of of late nineties WCW mm -hmm. and uh, and and PWG and New Japan. You know, and, and they have they have made that formula work for them, whether yeah. you like it or not, whether you appreciate what they're doing or not. It's working for them. It is working. It is um, working for them. And um, and we, on we this last point. Real yeah. Quick. Um, and so I guess in Vince's mind, if he's not getting the talent that he wants from NXT, you know, attractions. Yeah. You know, guys over six feet tall, probably really muscular characters, yeah. you know, um, which you know, at NXT, that's not exactly what they're producing these days. You know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, in, in some of your criticism of NXT and I haven't necessarily disagreed, but you know, I, the, the idea of, you know, people really aren't characters there. They are, they're, they're, they're stretches of times when it just feels like everybody just wants to be a badass there. Like that's their general yeah. character. Yeah. And, uh, and in this write-up, Meltzer says, you know, Vince McMahon wants characters. You know, he wants people that, you know, he can market as characters yeah. and and I, I I actually understand that, you know, I do. I, I get because that. That's, I do because there are times in NXT where you go through an hour or even the whole two hour of the programming. And, yeah, you, you get variations on pretty much the same character, which is badass who likes to fight, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And 
it, it seems like the last, I don't know, year maybe, we've seen a few more over-the-top characters. Cameron Grimes is the over-the-top character. Yeah, sure. L.A. Knight kind of is, yeah. too. You know, we've seen, the like, uh, Gargano, once the way started, he mm-hmm. became a bit over-the-top. Yeah. So they've been incorporating more mm-hmm. over-the-top characters seemingly the last couple, last year maybe. Yeah. But prior to that, yeah, it just seemed like, by and large, like more than half the roster, their character was just uh, badass. And I wonder, I wonder if the uh, if the 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 thing that Meltzer said about the memo going out saying, "Hey, no more short guys." I wonder if if they just sort of shot themselves in the foot by pushing the undisputed era so hard, uh, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, and that sort of became calling them short people seemed to be the euphemism for, hey, enough of this like Ring of Honor th- stuff, you know? And I don't necessarily think that Vince McMahon needs somebody to be a big jack dude. I think he wants characters like Riddle. And I know Reggie wasn't in NXT, but I think Vince obviously loves Reggie. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to love Boogs. And I know Boogs is, is a jack guy, but he's clearly a lot more charismatic than just big jack dude. I think yeah. that sort of comes along with the territory. I think Vince, I think it's, you know, like what Shane has said, Vince told him, you know? I don't think Vince wants, hey, let's put on four and a half star, four star matches for 30 minutes every single week because we can do that whenever. They have wrestlers that can do that. I mean, hell, Randy Orton and Edge proved that, you know, those guys can do that. Sheamus can do that. Any number of those guys can do that. You know, and I'm not saying that, oh, yeah, Vince McMahon is totally right here. But I do because I think that I think that that Raw's problems don't have anything to do with that. I don't think it's. I don't think it's because they're, they're not getting the characters right. I think it's because they're they don't know how to tell stories right. And I think that's the biggest yeah. problem is they, think, and they have like think, endless yeah, rematches. Yeah. They don't know how to build stories. Yeah, they don't know how to build stories, and it seems fairly often that on Raw, especially, they don't know who their characters are. Mm-hmm, yeah, on Raw, you yeah. know, or it seems like within the course of one show, you know, a, a wrestler will do one thing, and then by the end of the show, they completely contradict what they did earlier in the mm-hmm. night. You yeah. know, yeah, seemingly just because they want to hit some particular story beat to propel that story forward such as it exists. Um, but yeah, definitely it seems like Vince has fallen back onto the, his old habits, mm-hmm. you know, what has worked for him historically mm-hmm. in terms of building his company, making money. Um, now, will we see an improvement WB product? Debatable. Again, if they can't cure what ails their creative, then no. Um, you know, you can have a, a, an entire roster of, of guys that are six foot six, 280 pounds of pure muscle. If the stories are no good, no one's going to really care. Well, you can have, you can have compelling characters and if the stories aren't good, nobody's going to care. And uh, you know, if, if his thing is, Hey, none of these characters are particularly compelling, you know, um, then, then it's not going to matter if they don't know how to build stories, if they just do rematch after rematch after rematch. I mean, it it gives me, I don't know, you know, whether or not I, I kind of doubt that we're going to get just a whole bunch of Luther reigns. Um, in Heidenreichs, I I, I kind of don't feel like that's going to be the case. Uh, I just feel like we're going to see less of what's become sort of the takeover thing. I mean, if you look at the 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 good era of NXT, anyways, you had I mean, Alistair Black's totally a character. Velveteen Dream was a character. Like like they had characters, and I just think that they had their opportunity. You know, and and whether or not Triple H was sort of you know if he was undermined. Uh, undermined by undermined. undermined if he was undermined by <laughs> by any elements in WWE. He had his chance, you know. Hey, you got to swim with sharks, right? And that what they always say. Yeah. You got to figure that yeah. stuff out. So yeah, 
So they had they had their chance and, and they and they blew it. And I wonder how things would have fared if uh, a lot of the, of the NXT call-ups had been handled correctly, creatively, mm-hmm. when yeah. they got called up. Yeah, you know, if, if they hadn't stuck Alistair Black in a room for a year mm-hmm. and actually developed him as a character, let him go out there and do what he does best, which is do great character work and put on awesome matches. Yeah, if if they allowed him to do that from the very beginning, you know, would Vince's idea of 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 NXT's development process have changed? You know, because you got there's you know there's obviously examples of of people who come from NXT up to the main roster and been massive successes, um, and you know, like. Kevin Owens, Finn, mm-hmm. uh, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, mm-hmm. the Four Horsewomen. You know, you could go on list the successes, and, and you know. But if if I wonder if it's in Vince's eyes, the failures, for lack of a better term, left more of impression in terms of his view of NXT as opposed to the successes. I don't know. I wonder if like you know when those call ups are going down, if Vince just didn't know what to do. He was like, okay, so this guy's brooding. He's got tattoos. What do I do with him? You know, if there's not that hook. I mean, if you look at the Four Horsewomen, you know. I, I kind of feel, I don't know, it's maybe a video for another day because it's supposed to be news brief, but I wonder how much of that Vince sort of was like, okay, well, I got the, I brought these people up and they didn't find the success that I consider success until I did something with them, you know, which mm-hmm. a case could be made with that. You know, when Charlotte came up, was she the Charlotte that we know today? You know, I mean, Becky, obviously huge star. And that was, they stumbled into that. Well, yeah. they tried to turn her heel. And well, it, even they, when they brought up, Charlotte and Becky and Sasha. It was when within the factions, and it was kind of clumsy. It was at first. really clumsy. That? They had yeah. really weird names to the factions. Yeah, yeah. I so, kept changing. Yeah, <laughs> I had to keep changing the names. I mean, I wonder. You know, when when Triple H like, hey, here's my four best guys. Two of which are, by the way, in the Blood Feud, so you probably shouldn't put them in a tag team, and he did anyways. Vince probably looked at the guys. Okay, well, what's the hook? What's what? What are people? You know, when 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 somebody looks at somebody, shouldn't they automatically understand who and what they are? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's maybe why he got Bobby Roode wrong. It's interesting to look at all this stuff in, 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 in hindsight. Like I said, make, be, be, make for a video another day. Um, yep. Let's talk about this really quick. Uh, update on the king. Of, is this the king of the ring? Yeah, uh, king of the ring. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. So we'd heard about queen of the ring uh, going down. Andrew Zarian reported via Twitter that the king of the ring tournament is going to take place in October. The finals will also take place in Saudi Arabia. Along, along with the finals for the Queen of the Rings. So maybe these will be taking place parallel to each other? Yeah, seemingly. Sounds seemingly. Concurrently? So if, if, what was the... It was Crown Jewel. There was... There was wasn't that one of the, the, the ongoing Saudi Arabia shows? Mm-hmm. Was Crown, yeah, Jewel. Crown Jewel. Yeah. So I, it would make sense if you're going to crown a new king and Queen of the Ring, have it take place at Crown Jewel. Chase Owens, the new uh, King of the Ring. Uh, Rick Flair. Let's talk about him really quick. Uh, in yeah. news that this is not very shocking, Wrestling Observer no. is reporting that it seems to be a lock that Rick Flair, baby, is headed to AEW. Flair received his release from WWE on August third, so maybe we'll see him at Full Gear, baby. Yeah, that's about ninety days after. Woo. So, assuming he's got a ninety day no compete with his deal, it's possible. Woo. 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 <laughs> what should Flair? What should Flair do in AEW? Starting with Four Horsemen. Okay, I know Arn who? owns it. Oh, pff, you know Hobbs. Uh, and three other guys. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Get Ricky Starks out of Team Taz. Ricky Starks could be the, the new. Rick, he could be the new Ric Flair. Uh, oh, man, yeah. Great. Okay. So Wardlow breaks away. So Wardlow gets to be Sid. Uh, Hobbs gets to be Barry Windham. 
uh, Ricky Starks is Ric Flair. They just dissolve Team Taz. And yeah. uh, and then you need like a <laughs> and then Hook is 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 the Arn Anderson. There they you just go. do redo Team Taz. Yeah, they just ditch they just ditch Taz pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Taz goes on to to his DJing career. Um, there you go. All right, man. This is exciting. Resurgence, Los Angeles tomorrow. Tomorrow's a stack day. It's a stack a day. A lot of wrestling. The this is on the line. IWGP title is on the line. And then next week, Emergence. The impact title is going to be on the line. Yeah, yeah. But this week, yeah, IWG Pete is on the line. Yes. What's yeah. the What's the 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 name for the impact title? Do you have a a, a pun filled name? Uh, Im Impat. 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 That's good. I like that. Uh, all right. So, what are there? Seven? Are there seven matches on this card? Seven. Here? Seven. That's correct. Yes. Seven. All right. Uh, uh, opening bout. Yeah. Is Alex, Alex Coughlin versus Carl Fredericks. This is on a uh, on New Japan site. This is something called the Alex Coughlin Invitational or Open Challenge or something like that. So I don't know if he's doing open challenges on oh, Strong. Oh, is that his thing? Okay. All yeah. Right. Uh, who do you got in this match? I got I. I mean, it's, it's Alex Coughlin's thing. Yeah. So I got him winning. I got two confidence points, and Forster has Coughlin with one. All right, I'm gonna go Fredericks with three. Wow. Here's the thing. I look at their both their pro fight DBs, and uh, Coughlin never never wins. He never oh. wins. Fredericks right. does win, and they're building him to have a match with Lawler for the strong title. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So my inside source there is just Karen, who watches Strong says that they are sort of building Coughlin to be like he loses a lot, but he might be actually getting his first win. Yeah. And Fredericks would be a strong win for him or it'd be a first good win. But given their records and apparently they're building Fredericks for Lawler, I'm going to go with Fredericks on this one. That probably seems like a sound sound uh, decision. I didn't do any research of this. <laughs> it's uh, not going to matter. New Japan's crazy. They're, they're crazy. They do crazy shit. Next, so, we got uh, a, a six-man tag match. Rocky Romero, Fred Rosser, Wheeler Yuta taking on uh, Ren Narita, Clark Connors, and TJP. Steve, who do you have? I got Team uh, Romero. I, I don't know why I keep on betting on this guy, but, uh, I mean, they, they book him and Rosser pretty strong, and they obviously like Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta, who doesn't. So I, I have one confidence point on this because the other team does have TJP and maybe – Roster's team is winning so much, and they're set to take a, lo- a loss because I think they're bad guys. I think um, so, but I so I only have one confidence point. I'm not entirely sure. About All right, this one. all right. I'm I'm going uh, uh team Romero. Okay. That's Rocky. Yeah. Fred Rosser, Wheeler Yuta. I got four confidence points. Yeah, you're probably right about that. That's that's probably. I mean, the pick. other team has has two young lions. Yeah, or, I know. I know. You know, former young lions. Yeah, and then TJP. So it just seems like Team Rocky's going to win. Right. Seems uh, pretty obvious. Enforcer has uh. Rocky, yeah, Fred Rosser, and Wheeler Yuta, Yuta as well. Two confidence points. Next, we got a tag match. We got the Good Brothers taking the on. Devil Wait to do that. Uh, John Moxley and a mystery partner. Ooh, is it gonna be Kingston? Who's it gonna be? That would seem to make sense, but uh, you know they would sort of announced it be Kingston. I would think. Yeah, you would have thought that. It's not. I don't think it could be. Is it's not gonna be. Uh, somebody said there was a reason why it wasn't gonna be Shada. Oh, because he's in the United Kingdom. Yeah, okay. Is that just the reason why <laughs> he yeah, can't get on a yeah. plane? Well, I think there's travel. I think there's travel research. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Things are messed up right now. Uh, so uh, I got a Team uh, Mox with six yeah, six confidence points. 
Yeah, you agree with Enforcer there. I got Mox and Misty Partner with five. Yeah, I mean it's Mox. Yeah, totally good. Uh, good. And Carl Anderson's gonna eat the pin. By the way, he's of gonna course. he's gonna eat a Death Rider, and that's gonna be it. But of course, yeah. But of course. Uh, next, we got uh, this is a, a huge match in terms of number of people in it. Uh, Leo Rush, Brody King, Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson, Fred. How do you pronounce his last name? Yeah, hi. That's right. Uh, and then Umura taking on Tom Lawler, J.R. Kratos, Daniel Limelight, Jarrell Nelson, and Royce Isaac. Steve, who do you got? Dude, never bet against Tom Lawler, never bet against J.R. Kratos. Two confidence wow. points on Team Lawler. Leo Rush is about to – no, I think he unretired. Um, so here's – this is my only math on this. I think there's a strong – You said two? two? Two, yeah. Two confidence points. There's a strong episode tonight. Yeah. And – uh, on last week's episode of Strong to build for this, Kratos and Limelight beat Nelson and Isaacs. So I feel like tonight the reverse is going to happen. So the go math is going to be on Team Leo Rush's favor, which means all sorts of re- research. Lawler's team is going to win. So I got Team Lawler here with two confidence points. All right, I got. I'm going the other way. Okay. I got uh, uh, Leo Rush, Brody King. Uh, going just with one confidence point. Though. Yeah, just this is a tough one. I don't know what to figure out. But Lawler's yeah, a strong champion, so like, yeah, you know, I don't see him losing. The Kratos is a big dude. Remember that yeah, time he we heard the loudest chop in history ever against some dude in uh, Supreme Pro Wrestling? It wasn't some dude. It was Aaron Sky. <laughs> uh, Enforcer's agreeing with you. He's got three confidence points okay. on uh, on Team Lawler. All right. Uh, next, Tomohiro Ishii taking on Moose. Moose. Moose is totally winning this. Oh my God, you're so wrong. How many confidence points do you have? I got six on Boost. Oh my God, no, man. It's another saving situation. Listen, dude, listen to me. Listen, they're in Los Angeles celebrating New Japan. Ishii's a massive face. Moose is a heel. Ishii's totally going to win because Impact is still trying to get that goodwill from New Japan. As we've seen with Moose, he can eat a loss. He ate a loss to Chris Saban. Of See, course, Moose is going to lose. The story of this is they faced off five years ago, and Moose took the L then. He's taking the dub. He's getting that W. Tomorrow. All right. All right. I love how it. Many, how I many, love how many it. You got, how many you got in Ishii? Cuatro. Wow. Yeah, man. That is a lot. It is a lot. Uh, Enforcer's got Moose as well. Five confidence points. All I got right. Moose with six. Moose is totally winning that All match. All right. We shall uh, see. This this seems like this should be the, the lock of the night. Uh, knife pervert, Jay White. Yeah. Defending the never open weight title against David Finley. I got I got the knife pervert, seven confidence points. I've got the knife pervert too, man. But uh, as I saw it, oh, are we, are we going to recap Impact? You want me to recap Impact? Oh, I didn't write any notes. Um, but I, oh, did I, you actually watch? Yeah, I watched Impact last night. Um, knife pervert totally stood tall on Finley. Totally Don't matters. Don't think it matters. But Finley also apparently wants out of New Japan. He has oh. said a couple times now in interviews that he wants to go to NXT. Uh, and uh, and and he's tired of like all the travel stuff. So, uh, but no, I got white. I got I got the knife knife pervert with five confidence points. Five. Yeah. Oh wow, you got a lot of points in this main event. That I got all my confidence points on this main yeah, event, baby. See. Go Ace. Yeah, go Ace. It's go. It's it's Tanahashi. It it's going to be Tanahashi because Mox is going to challenge him after the match for that U.S. title, yep. and that's going to be the match at at All Out between them. Oh, you think you are going to do that All Out? That's interesting. They could. That'd be rad. That'd be awesome, huh? Boy, that'd so be you got a seven on Tanahashi. Show. 
All Out's looking more uh, like All In, huh? With like all these like new faces and non Forbidden Door man. faces. Forbidden Door. So you got Tanahashi seven. I got Tanahashi with three. Enforcers got Tanahashi with four. Uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I love it. I love it because there's a lot of let's see here. You and okay, yeah. There's 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 uh there's a few things. You and and Enforcer only differ on one thing. Uh, you, but me and you guys differ on, on, on a few a things here. You actually did some research. Usually I do my research on when I make my new Japan pick. Yeah, but today here's I the thing. Did. I don't know if research is really going to help me all that much, man. Like what the heck? It's true. Cause it's the like last two times I did research and I just barely beat you. And then the enforcer actually got the most points the last two times we did picks know, on a new Japan I know, show. So I know. Um, uh, so, so like, what's the, the the major thing coming out of Impact was was Brian Myers winning that battle royal. He's the new number one contender. He gets a match against Kenny at a, at a emergence the uh, twentieth, right? You got that right. Yeah, it was a wildly fun battle royal. It was awesome. Uh, he he sort of just won because other people were not focusing on him too much. Uh, everybody to not, number one never bet on big men for battle royal because everybody took out Morrissey. It literally took like the entire crowd to all like work together uh, to take out Morrissey. And then I think it was like Callahan and like Moose, I think ended up on the apron or something like that. And then uh, Myers like ended up, you know, uh, lucking into kicking him out or something like that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. the most professional wrestler goes over to uh, face, uh, to be new number one contender there for Christian or. So, well, considering I think the, the, the Brian Myers, Kenny match, it's probably already been taped. You think that's because emergence is not a live yeah. show. It's an impact that's plus a possibility. Show, so. yeah. Yes, I think it's been taped already. I'm guessing uh, we haven't heard any spoilers to the regard of Christian challenging for that title. So yeah, I'm that's a guessing. good. That's a good point. I have no idea. Maybe they're going to do a taping in between tonight and the next. Oh, the next taping is fifteenth to seventeenth. I think. Oh, well, so I guess it's a possibility. Yeah, that 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 makes that's sense. A because we we do we would we would have heard spoilers. We definitely exactly. would have heard spoilers. There were yeah. two uh, 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 talkie segments with uh, uh, Callis and Kenny. They had like mm-hmm. a little thing. It was pretty funny. And then uh, uh, Christian uh, really talked up his experience in TNA. Said uh, you know that's the place that saw me as a main eventer. I was able to compete for titles, and I couldn't do that anywhere else. <laughs> WWE. Um, and he'd be proud to come back as champion and defend it there. So I don't know what's going to go down a rampage. I kind of doubt, but they could build a lot of buzz just in general for an impact title. Changing hands is the very first thing to happen on rampage. Mm-hmm. I kind of doubt it's going to happen, but Meltzer's also yeah, said Meltzer's also said that there's a chance that Kenny could lose that title to Andrade. Like a lot of people backstage at triple a think that's going to happen. Oh, but really? then Meltzer says he finds it difficult to believe that Tony Khan would let that happen. But I also kind of feel it's difficult to believe Tony Khan has any say over what happens in AAA. So I don't know. There could be some stuff know. afoot. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe the, the dominoes start to fall in case there's losing these belts, culminating, I guess, maybe in, in Paige taking it off and maybe at the uh, New York show. Yeah, that that, that, that could be. Uh, we also had Tennille Dashwood uh, beating uh, Taylor Wilde thanks to some help from the returning Madison Rain. I think they're setting up a, a match at a, a Empower um, maybe hmm. for Madison Rain and Taylor Wilde or Tennille Dashwood. I don't know. Uh, Dashwood, yeah, at the end of the match, Tennille and Madison Rain em- embraced, so they had a, an alliance going, so maybe there's going to be a tag match at Empower. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Josh Alexander beat uh, Divari. Uh After the match, Jake something 
laid his claim for a challenge for the X Division title. So the, I'm not sure if that's going to happen in Emergence or not, but it probably will. Yes. Yes. Uh, they set up Kimberly and Sue Young against uh, he, not Kiara Hogan, um, uh, Tasha Steeles. Uh, and she is. She's got a new heater, Savannah, something or another. Yeah. Who was yeah. it? Savannah. Savannah Evans. Evans. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at uh, WrestleZone's uh, recap here. Uh, Chris Bay. Chris Bay and Jay White beat Finjuice uh, with shenanigans. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was a DQ. That's right. It was DQ loss to Finjuice because uh, Knife Pervert got a chair out and started Aww. beating the crap out of like Finley or something. When he had uh, Chris Bay in a submission. And yeah, he totally beat the shit out of Finley afterwards. Stood tall there. Also, Kayla from Church of Friendos, Church of Joshi, uh, uh, showed up. I think she's joining Bullet Club. Um, let's see here. We had, uh, oh, we got a new linear GCW heavyweight champion because John Schuyler beat Matt Cardona. Wow. Yeah. Thanks to some distractions from uh, Ma Balishera. And uh, uh, Rohit, uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was pretty wow. interesting. John Scott picking up a shocking win here in Impact Wrestling, uh, and then we already talked about the Battle Royal. Brian Myers won that, so there you go. There's your Impact results. There we go. Yeah. Uh, we got two shows tonight. Of course, Rampage. We're doing a, a live reaction stream to that over on our Twitch, starting at 7 p.m. Pacific. Yep. Uh, and of course, we'll be watching just on our own SmackDown before that. Yeah. Uh, here's your Rampage preview, of course, for the Impact title. Kenny Omega taking on the Hall of Famer, Christian Cage. Christian, at last. You're on. You're on. You're on. You're Can't on. sing high anymore. Uh, you got Miro defending the TNT title against Fuego Del Sol. Nice. And then the main event, Britt Baker versus Red Velvet for the AEW Women's Championship. It'll be a hot match in front of a hot crowd. We also got SmackDown mm-hmm. in front of a, a crowd manipulated by... WWE's best audio department. Roman Reigns will come face to face with John Cena. That should actually be really good. Get I hope them, so. Get them both on the mic. That should be good. I hope so. John Cena's uh, uh, trash talk has been pretty tepid thus far. Hasn't been all that great. Be honest no. with you. Hasn't been great. No. Got an Intercontinental Championship match. King Nakamura is going to challenge Apollo Crews. Probably going to end with Commander Aziz doing something, right? Likely. Seems likely. Yep. And then uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks take part in SmackDown Women's title contract signing. Ooh, I wonder if anybody's going to go through a table. Who knows? Anyways, that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. 
Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.